0: a month um and and then also if you go to the southeastern food bank you will see um you will see the uh our name out on the food bank and see our service and hours on the food bank um so we we just want you to be able to partake of that Uh, can you hit the one on the presentation screen pastor robert um and then I, I also want to give honor to my husband on today, Pastor Robert. Um, he, he, Amen. Come on now. Come on. There you go. Amen. Um, it'll be the NDI screen, Pastor Robert. And just hit the number one. He's trying to find it, but that's all right. So how many of you know, look, uh, not that one that's the welcome we're welcome we welcome you here on today uh we thank you for being here uh we really do god is amazing he's doing wonderful things in open altar worship center he's opening up doors um uh and he's just i'm just amazed at what he's doing for this uh branch of the vineyard god is just uh he's making it to where literally we are um God is just I can't even begin to say what he's doing here. Um he's he's like I said he's opened up doors with the food pantry with the uh Southeastern Food Bank. He's opened up um doors with our uh c- community right down the street. Um and it's the it's the actual building um right at the end of Southern. We are on Euclid Road and um And uh, it is is the Southeastern Food Bank of Virginia and um, right down at the end of the the street we have the Virginia Housing Supportive Authority and they have also, I've gotten partnerships in there with them and they are now becoming um, uh, partnered with us and so we appreciate that as well. Um, so just just keep us in prayer as we are continuing to uh move forward we're continuing to allow God to have his way and to actually just do what he needs to do on that n d i block Pastor Robert it is a number one not down at the b- not up at the top but down at the bottom. go to screen three are you hitting the number one and not um Okay, I'm trying to get you guys to where you can see my scriptures and I'm a little bit distracted right now and I'm sorry about that. Um, But like I said, we're dealing with technology and there's some different things that we're doing here that will enable you guys at home to be able to see what is going on. Um, So, but anyway, let's move forward. Um, Let's move forward. We have been talking about um, we have been talking about uh, the um, being a living disciple. Being a living disciple. Being a living disciple. We have been talking about being a living disciple. And so as part of being a living disciple, um, there are some things that must happen. There are some things that we must do as Being a living disciple. And so, when we talked about the word disciple, let's look at our definition of what disciple means. And let me open up in prayer. Father, I just praise you and I thank you, God. I give you honor. I give you glory because you alone are worthy. You're worthy of all of our praise. You're worthy of all of our honor. And so, Father, we ask that you would be with us today, speak through these lips of clay, God. Um, As I deliver your word, as I speak forth what you have given unto me to give to your people, God, I pray that it would fall on good ground, that it would um, uh, accomplish that which you're sending forth for it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. And so we have been talking about being a disciple, being a disciple. And so as our definition goes as being a disciple, um being a disciple is someone who adheres to the teachings of another. Someone who adheres to the teachings of another. Okay? And so as being a living disciple, um we must be listening to someone. We must be uh uh following the teachings of another one. And so as a living disciple, we want to make sure that um, we are doing the things that we need to do. Disciple also means to a living disciple is also someone who takes away um the, the ways of someone else. Um you follow their ways. You're 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 watching them you're studying them just as children do and then also a disciple is someone who learns from jesus and lives like him who learns from jesus and lives like him um so when we talk about a, a disciple we cannot be a living disciple without self-discipline without self-discipline so let's look at first corinthians nine twenty-five and 27 And stick with me, Pastor Robert, because I'm going to be moving. And as again, I said, I I praise God for Pastor Robert because he is holding it down. And I give him a crash course and he keeps it moving. So it's not that easy. So 1 Corinthians 9, 25, and 27 says all athletes are disciplined. Listen, they're disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. The athletes are what? The athletes are disciplined, okay? Verse uh, 26 says, um, So I run with purpose in every step. You're not just to be running, but you are to discipline yourselves. And, and in discipline yourselves, it has a purpose. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. And this is the verse that I really want us to look at. It says... Verse 27, it says, I discipline my body. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. I discipline. I do what? I discipline my body. Nobody else does it, but I do it for myself training it to do what it should. Because why? Because if I don't train my body to do what it should, it says, at the last part, it says, because after telling everybody, after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So in other words, I'm disciplining my body so that, okay, I'm out here telling someone how to uh, uh, live, for God I'm out here witnessing I'm out here giving them the goodness of Jesus however if I don't discipline myself after preaching to others I'm going to be disqualified they're going to get cross the finish line but if I'm not disciplining my body and doing what I need to do then I'm going to be disqualified and so when you look at the 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 terminology that that paul was using he was using um the term athletes and back then they could understand that because it was the roman games y'all ever seen heard about the the roman games and the javelin and all of that and but and that's where um what do what do you call it uh the the uh huh the olympics came from that's where the olympics came from it came from that culture it came from that and so you know how athletes, athletes train. Some of them, um, even before when when COVID hit and they didn't have um they didn't have the Olympics, they had trained for the Olympics. They trained for the Olympics, and they trained to 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 do and to win. They they're training to get that gold medal. I think about how football is football season now, and I, I love football. Um and you think about on the off-season, they may eat a little bit more. They may, you know, kind of lay around a little bit more. But then when it comes time that they know that, that uh, 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 what is it called, uh, training season, or when training season comes, that's the time that they start training their bodies. They start getting into the weight room. But it says athletes uh, have to train a certain amount of months. They can't just train one day and then decide that they're not going to train anymore. But they train for a certain amount of months. They have to eat certain kinds of food in order, and they subject their bodies to to uh, uh, to to pain and torture. Sometimes they press their body to the limit. They subject themselves to certain disciplines in order to win. And so we have to subject ourselves. To certain disciplines in order to win, and we've been studying uh, uh, the life of Timothy, and the book of first, uh, the the books of first and second Timothy are letters that Paul wrote Timothy, and t- Paul told Timothy in first uh, Timothy four sixteen, he says, "What keep a close watch on how you live, live loosely." Don't worry about it. Don't look at how you're living. That's not what that word says. The word says keep a close watch on how you live and your teaching. So in other words, you have to watch how you live. Somebody is always watching you. Somebody is always taking the time to see, wait a minute, I'm hearing what you're saying out of your mouth. But how are you living? Let me share something with you. People will watch what you do rather than wa- watch what you, and then listen to what you say. You can say, "I love the Lord all day long," but they're waiting to see: Do you really love God? Is your lifestyle really um, uh, depicting that you love God? I can say all day long that I love Pastor Robert. I can say all day long that I love you, Sister Thelma, but at some particular point, you you have to see it out of my mouth, right? You have to see me. Love is an action word. And so it says keep a close watch on how you live. That's action. You have to put action to your mouth. You have to put action to your words. Um, I think about you know, and I've often said it. Uh, 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 parents say, "Do as I say, do as I say, do, and not do as I do." No, children are going to watch what you do, instead of watch what you say. And so, it's it's the same thing with us. People are watching us. We're talking about being a living disciple, and as a living disciple, we have to live a disciplined life. And it says, keep a close watch on how you live and your teaching. Teaching. He's telling Timothy, you're teaching. You're out here. Uh, we talked about opening up our food pantry. You're out here serving food. You're out here volunteering. But if you're at home and, 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 and they see you in the community and being nasty, uh, but they also saw you here at Open Altar one day serving food, they're going to be like, wait a minute, aren't you the same person? that I saw, that, uh, that, that we can't, I know you. I know, uh, you ca- I got some, And then turn around, and it's like your actions are not living up to the love that you portrayed. So it says, li- watch how you live and your teachings. It says, stay true to what is right. Stay true to what is right. I don't care what is going on that's wrong. You stay true to what you know is right. Why? It says for the sake of your own salvation. For first of all, your own salvation. Remember it says that you might be disqualified. After teaching to others, you could be disqualified. And then it says, but then also for the salvation of others. For the salvation of others. For the salvation of others. And I like that And for those who hear you. And verse 7 says, 2 uh, Timothy, let's look at 2 Timothy. So in other words, self-discipline, we have to keep a close watch on how we live and our teaching. We have to stay true to what is right no matter what somebody else is doing. Stay true to what's right for your own soul salvation, for your own sake, and for the sake of somebody else. And 2 Timothy says, for God... And this is the thing. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And we also quote this, fear and timidity, but he's given us what? He's given us power. He's given us love. And what's that last word? He's given us self-discipline. So if you say, I don't have any discipline, yes, you do. The spirit of God gives us self-discipline. Self-control, self-control. Think about it. The Spirit of God gives us self-discipline. Well, you can no longer say, because I've read this verse to you, you can no longer say, I have the I can't help it. Y'all ever said, I got the I can't help it? You can't say, "I, I don't have the I can't help it no more. Because the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God comes in and indwells you, when the Spirit of God brings self-discipline with it. So if you, and, and we're going to get into this next week, I just want to talk about what uh, self-discipline is, self-control. You can never say that I'm out of control. If the Spirit of God is within you and you yielding to the Spirit of God, it will bring self-control it will bring self-discipline because it's it's already in you. And so let's look at what self-discipline means. Self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. Listen, self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings And overcome one's weaknesses. So you remember how I said the Holy Spirit comes in and he brings self-discipline with you. So you don't have to worry about controlling your own feelings. You just have to pull on the power of the Holy Spirit that's within within you. Because self-discipline is already there. He can help you to become self-disciplined. The ability to overcome your weaknesses. What it, What is your weakness? It was so funny yesterday. I, I stopped to the store and on the way home, and I wasn't really hungry. I always have a problem with going to the store when I'm hungry, and that's the worst time to go to the store because you buy everything that you don't need, and you go home, and you're like, why did I buy this? I'm serious. Y'all ever have that problem? I mean, I, I, I'm the only one. Would you say, Paul? Every time. That's what I'm talking about. And so yesterday, I had a sweet tooth. And I went to get one thing. And I just kept walking around the store and walking around the store. And I picked up so many sweets. I think I picked up about four sweets. And Pastor Robert came home and he just laughed at me. Because I had did that last week bought some sweets, ate one piece out of it, and I was done with it. And so here I leave it for Pastor Robert and think that, okay, you're going to eat these, Pastor Robert. He was like, look, I didn't buy it. <laughs> but he eats it out of the kindness because he's not going to let it go to waste. Where was I going with Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to control my weaknesses. <laughs> weaknesses when i get in the store not to pick up extra items y'all ever had that problem come on now y'all know y'all have some weaknesses i mean come on mine is just that i mean it maybe seem trivial but it's something that i need to learn to bring under control i need to have some self-discipline when i get into the grocery store (laughs) listen to this another definition of um Self-discipline is the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. I don't know if I have that definition in the present. I'm sorry. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite the temptations to abandon it is always going to be something that's going to distract us always going to be something to distract us from disciplining ourselves. It's always going to be a desire um, that we're going to have to give up or or that we're going to have to overcome. You know, I think about, um, and I I wrote in my notes, I said the chance to complain and let others take your place is going to come. You know, there's always going to be that opportunity to complain and to find something wrong. But think about this, if we don't discipline ourselves, then what's gonna end up happening is we're gonna sabotage our effectiveness and also at being a living disciple. If we don't discipline ourselves, if we don't bring ourselves up under control, this is nothing that the 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 uh, uh As I said, Spirit of God brings discipline with us, but there's some things that we have to do ourselves. God's not just going to come and do it. He will chastise us if he tells us to do something, and we don't do it. Thank God for for grace and mercy. But there are things that we are going to have to do. And so despite um, the temptations that come, to get us to abandon what God has said to do, to discipline ourselves, we have to continue to pursue what's right. So think about this. Self-discipline is really self-control. It's self-government, meaning you're governing your own body. You know that, that uh, um, fornication is wrong. It says it in the Bible. And disciplining yourself to control your desires, to control not to go out there and do what is wrong, not to go out there and lie and cheat on an application or to tell a lie on an application Well, it's just a little white lie. No, that's a lie. It's learning how to govern ourselves, govern ourselves. And so I put that it is the foundation of a strong, godly life when we're able to discipline ourselves. Little children can just go and do anything and get away with it. But once we come into the kingdom of God and we mature some, we have to learn how to discipline ourselves. It, it represents a strong godly life. It represents growth. Self-control, self-government produces fruit in our life. So we have to make sure that we are governing ourselves according to the word of God. Let's look at Galatians 5 and 23. Galatians 5 and 23. It says self-discipline is a product of having the Holy Spirit. So let's... Uh, Galatians 5 and 23. 5.23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces what? This kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And let's look at 23. This is where I want to get to. It says gentleness and what? There's that word again. The Holy Spirit does what? The Holy Spirit produces what? Self-control. Self-control. It is a product of having a Holy Spirit within us. Self-control. So if if you don't have any self-control, we have to ask Holy Spirit, fill me, flood me, with help me to have some self-control transform me according to your word transform my thoughts transform me so that i can exercise some self-control go back to verse 22 but the holy spirit does what it, it so it means that self-discipline is what It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Self-discipline is a fruit. Self-control is a fruit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So we have to ask Holy Spirit to saturate us so that we can walk in self-control so we can discipline our 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 body so that we can do what the word says to do let's look at Romans 7 and 18 and this is where I I love it and I'm getting ready to I'm gonna give you two points and I'm gonna talk about them then I'll talk about the rest next week verse 18 it says and I know that nothing good lives in me Paul says nothing lives in me there's nothing In our sinful nature. It's nothing in us before we gave our life to Christ that is good. So, why, if it's not good, then why do we keep going back to it? (laughs) Why do we keep having the same habits that we had before we gave our life to Christ? I'm just giving you something to think about. It wasn't, the word says that nothing in us. Nothing good lives in me. So I'm going to talk about me. There's nothing before I gave my life to Christ. There's nothing uh, good before I became a, a daughter of, of the most high God. That was good. My sinful nature. And look, Paul says, I want to do what is right, but I can't. <laughs> I want to do what is right, God, I want to do your word. I want to be a representative of you. I want my my mouth uh, uh, I want my life to line up with my mouth. I want my life to line up with with what your word says I should be. I should be loving, I should be gentle, I should be kind, I should be a, a representative of you. I want my life to line up. I want it I want to do what is right, God. I want to let go of my habits. I want to let go of of thinking about the wrong things all the time. I want to let go of of doubt. I want to let go of my fears. But it says, but I can't. I can't. I want to let go, Father, of my unforgiveness because unforgiveness is a sin. I want to do that God because your word says forgive those who despitefully use you and who speak all manner of evil against." You. I want to forgive but God I, I can't it's hard for me to do that so I know what's right to do but I'm not able to manage to do it I, I'm, I can't manage to do What is right? I can't manage to think about this person in a different way because I'm mad with them right now. I'm holding some things against them. Lord, I know I'm supposed to release it. You know, because the Bible says that if you have an ought against your brother, go to your brother, lay your, your gift at the altar, go to your brother, and get it right. A lot of our prayers are being hindered because we have some things against some people that we won't, we want to go before God, but we have an ought against somebody. I don't know how, why I went there. And, and, and I want to do that, God, but I can't. And so, in other words, what I'm doing is when that happens, I'm sabotaging my own future. I'm sabotaging my own destiny. I'm sabotaging my own uh, 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 fruitfulness. From put, I'm hindering my own self from producing fruit because I know it's right to do it, but I can't manage to do it. I just can't do it, God. And that's stubbornness. And so, God, I know that being stubborn <laughs> is wrong. And so we have to ask God God help me to get rid of my stubbornness. That's self-discipline. A- am I right? That's that that is that is a self-government. You're governing yourself. Think about it. The government has laws, they have policies, they have rules, they have regulations. The government does. And so uh, uh, in order for you to, if you break one of those laws, if you break one of those those uh, regulations, if you break one of those uh, um, uh, rules and policies, then what happens? You're out of order. You know you can. Uh, it was funny because I was driving down the road yes uh, the other day, and this everybody was going to speed limit, and it was a state trooper on the outside lane, so you really couldn't see him if you were on the far left lane. And this car went whizzing by, I so said, oh, he's going to get one today. And so the state trooper drifted out of the right lane and drifted into the left lane behind this car. And I was waiting for the blue lights to come on. And that young gentleman or that young lady, whoever it was driving that car, slowed it down and drifted right into the line of traffic with the rest of them. Guess what? That state trooper was the the self-control and was the self-government for whoever that was driving that car. He had to govern himself to get back in line because he knew he was getting ready to get a ticket. He didn't get one. I kept looking for the blue light. I told Pastor Robert, I said, man, he got away with one that day. But that's the same way it is with the, sometimes we're speeding down the road. Sometimes we're going down the wrong path, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us and says, no, 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 not right now. You know, I got to come in behind, I got to come in behind you. I got to, you know, no, he starts checking you in your spirit to control you. To say, no, that's not what you should do. Y'all never felt, you you know you're doing something, but you're feeling guilty the whole time you're doing it. Y'all ever felt like that? That's the Holy Spirit bringing government to you. Bringing God's word to you and saying that's not within the will of the Father. That's not right to do. What's right for everybody doesn't mean it's right for you. I'm going to say that again. Somebody else can get away with something. But you try it. You're going to get caught every time. That could have been me speeding down the road. I would have got a ticket. So I can jump out there and say, well, everybody else is doing it. It don't mean that you can do it. We have to learn how to govern ourselves. So knowing what is right but still managing, still not able to do it, it's a struggle that goes on inside of all of us. But we have to pull on Holy Spirit. To help us. And I'm going to give you two points. And then I'll go over the rest of them next week. One area that we have to bring. Self-control. Self-government to. Self-discipline to. Is in our minds. Is in our minds. Me and Pastor Robert were having a conversation today. um, On the way to church. A lot of us. Are seeing the product. Of an undisciplined mind. What do I mean? Is that it's negativity in there, and 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 it's exercise self-discipline in our minds. That's point number one. Exercise self-discipline in our minds. A lot of us are seeing things going on in our life because we have an undisciplined mind. We're allowing ourselves to think everything. Can you put that slide up for me, Pastor Robert? We're allowing ourselves to see everything but the right thing. To see everything but the right thing. An undisciplined mind. We have to exercise discipline over our minds, over what we think. You can't let your mind wander all the time. And I told Pastor Robert, a lot of us right now um, are sabotaging our own self because of what we're thinking. And what we think, if we let it sit there long enough, it's going to take a life of its own. It's going to take on a life of its own. I'm serious. It's going to take a life of its own. It just probably needs to be synced. Um it's going to take on a life of its own. I'm being honest. And what's going to end up happening, that n- th- those negative thoughts, those thoughts, those undisciplined thoughts are going to push out what's right. It's going to push out th- those thoughts that you should be thinking, and you're going to constantly be thinking about those things that you should not be thinking about. Pornography is one thing. I'm just going to be honest. You know, a lot of times, it, it, you know, you can look at something and, and I, you know, I know it's taboo. Or, but, you know, you look at those images. And so what it's doing is putting, and men, women do it too. So I'm not just dealing with men. Women do it too. Women look at it and, and things and look at things that they're not supposed to look at. It puts thoughts in your mind. And so if you let it sit there long enough, it's going to be, it's gonna start producing actions. And so we have to discipline our minds, bring our minds under control. We bring our minds under control by surrendering ourselves, surrendering our thoughts to the Holy Spirit, but then also uh, uh, supplementing those negative thoughts with those positive thoughts, which is the word of God. Okay? So we discipline our mind by putting the right things in there, which is the right word of God. Study the word of God read the word of god discipline our minds self-govern our minds let the word of god govern what you think and then number 2 and this is my last point we have to exercise self-discipline over our bodies <laughs> you know before church we were talking about um a, a soda pepsi versus coke and do you drink coke and do you drink, and somebody asked me you know do you drink uh what do you drink I used to drink coke because i liked it but they changed the recipe so i lost my appetite i lost my 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 desire for it but it was a point in time that i i had to have me a coke um i had to discipline my body i could not let my body because coke was not good for me the acidic acidity in it was not good for my stomach and so i had to to say, I'm not going to do that because I need to discipline my body. Let's look at 1 uh, Timothy 4 and 8. First Timothy 4 and 8. It says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Go to the gym. You know some people that go to the gym every single day. You know, every day I got to have my gym time. It's good for the body. But it says, but training for godliness is much better. It's good. Pastor Robert and I have been talking for weeks about getting out and walking. We ain't done it yet. And I I mean, no reason why. We don't have any discipline. (laughs) We need to discipline ourselves to get up and go walking. But then it says, listen to this, but training for godliness is much better. It does what? It promises benefits. So when we train ourselves for godliness, it produces benefits in this life and in the life to come. Benefits. You're looking for some benefits. You're looking for some better things to be happening in your life. Then start exercising some self-discipline over your own body. Start training your body for godliness instead of ungodliness. Because it promises benefits that nobody else can give you. You know the benefit package that we get sometimes on a job? Or the benefit package that we get uh, uh, when somebody, uh, uh, when we have a policy or whatever? It's a benefit. God says, I have benefits for you. But I need for you to discipline your mind. I need to, for you to govern yourself. Govern yourself according to the word of God. We always heard, govern yourself accordingly. What does that mean? <laughs> what does govern yourself accordingly mean? According to what? According to what I want to do? God say, govern yourself according to my word. But you don't have to try to do it on your own. Holy Spirit is there to help you. So I'm going to close with that. We want, to, on this week, as we, as we go through the week, Ask, Holy Spirit, show me those areas that I'm undisciplined in. That's the opposite of self-government, self-discipline. Show me the areas that I'm undisciplined in. Am I undisciplined in my prayer life? Am I undisciplined in my uh, time of prayer? Am I undisciplined in my time of just sitting before you in your presence, shutting everything out, powering down the phone? You know, and, and it's beginning to irritate me more and more. But our cell phones are designed to make us addicted. I'm being honest. It really is. And I'm, 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 o- I'm over it. They were talking about how this week Instagram was designed to be addictive. The world is, is bringing about things that we look at as being a luxury but don't get it twisted. If you cannot discipline yourself and, and put your phone down, and you constantly, y'all ever, y'all, you've been there before. Oh, you put it down, five minutes later, you're picking it back up. Or two minutes later, or one minute later. Y'all, come on now. Y'all, I do it. Let me check this email. Then I go from the email. Then I go to something else. Oh, let me look on the internet and, and look for this. Social media is di- designed to be addictive. I'm being honest. And, and, and I know I'm going off on a little bit, but we have to learn to discipline ourselves. Shut the cell phone down. Shut technology down. And allow God to speak to us. He, We are what he wants to use in this day and time. We're what he wants to use. And so we have to make sure that we live a disciplined life. I challenge you on today. Do one day of powering down. A- and and I've said it before, turn your cell phone off. Well, girl, I can't I can't I can't turn my cell phone off. I might miss something. We'll miss it. There's nothing no more better than missing what the world has and getting what God has. Missing what the world has for you and getting what God has for you. You can't even have a conversation with somebody. And I, I, we see it all the time. We're constantly seeing folk on their phone at dinner table and all of that. Pastor Robert and I have date night, and we make it a point. We put our phones up. We turn them off because that's our time. God's saying, give me your time. Self-control. And I know I went off on the cell phone, but right now I'm just so aggravated with that because we don't understand the endorphins and how it's infiltrating our minds. And we got to cleanse our mind and see things from God's perspective. Live a self-discipline, a self-controlled life, a self-government life. So, Father, we praise you and we thank you on today. Thank you, Father, that you have placed within us the ability to discipline ourselves. You're not going to do it. You're asking us to do it. You will help us. But we got to partner up with you. And and, and and submit ourselves to you and discipline ourselves. Control ourselves. Control our thinking. Control our bodies. We can't let our bodies do what it wants to do. Because we understand that there's no good thing in us that dwells within us in our sinful nature and we're constantly being renewed daily and so father we ask that you would renew our thoughts renew us renew us creating us a right spirit renew within us a clean heart creating us a clean heart renew a, a right spirit within us oh god and so god we won't have to say that which i would do i don't do and that which i don't do i do I don't want to do what I do. We can say, God, I'm living by your word. I'm trusting you. And uh, and you're going to help me to overcome that desire to do what I don't want to do. You're going to help us to live a disciplined life. You're going to help us, Father. Because we understand that when we do this, that it's going to produce fruit. And we will truly be able to be the living disciples that you have called for us to be during this time to be used of you to be uh, have dreams and visions that are overflowing and you're literally going to cause them to be ushered in through us and our obedience through us. So God, but we first has to discipline our we first have to discipline ourselves. So help us oh God. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. We just thank you guys for today, for viewing us, um, for watching us on today. We appreciate you, Pastor Robert. The closing video is in the presentation software. We just thank you for watching us on today. Thank you for joining us via social media. Um, As always, we ask that you continue to sow into this ministry. Um, You can give via Cash App.